Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. You better believe it is in Jim Harbaugh. And the rumors regarding his future are very rampant at the moment, if that's even a sentence. I don't know if it is. It's Chris Carlin. It's Courtney Cronin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, and of course on your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Courtney, good morning. What's going on? I, I know that you guys all had trouble getting to work on the East Coast. Um, you know, ice, rain, sleet, snow. I deal with it, you know, for nine months out of the year, living in Minnesota and I'm in the Midwest. Uh, prayers out to everybody who are still stuck on the roads out there, and hopefully Brady can drive safe. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of patience in Courtney's voice this morning in listening to us <laughs> complain about it. Uh, but that's understandable considering what it's like in Minnesota and growing up in Chicago, to be sure. But speaking of... Uh, Jim Harbaugh, as we said uh, just a minute ago, the rumors continue to pop up about him potentially moving on to the NFL. So this is Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And Courtney, uh, this is interesting to me in that one of the most important aspects of this from Harbaugh's standpoint is how much more money can he get from Michigan and is it worth his aggravation of staying? Because that is a fan base that feels like he finally delivered on something this year. And I'm sure a big part of the rumors that are out there are about him getting a new contract at Michigan. But if you want to go back to the NFL, it would feel like now would be the time for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, this kind of feels like this is the maybe the last window for him to do it. I mean, he's been at Michigan for seven seasons, got them to the Big Ten championship game, won a Big Ten title for the first time in 17 years, beat Ohio State. I mean, I kind of buried the lead there. That was the biggest thing he did this year, first time in his entire tenure. So, of course, when you think about him going back to the Wolverines and what that might offer, going into year year eight, he can sign himself up for the long-term extension, and if he wants to stay there the rest of his coaching career, he can. But it has always felt like there's one guy who's capable of making the jump back to back from college to the NFL, considering he started out his career coaching in the NFL as a quarterback's coach for the Raiders in 2002. He played in the NFL. He's the only name that you can justify saying it would actually work. Now, does he have the itch to do it? A lot of reports out there saying that he does. And this is somebody, though, who like did not leave his tenure with the San Francisco 49ers on great terms. So, of course, maybe there's one more shot he wants to take at coaching in the NFL and showing he can do it. He got his team to the Super Bowl. I think that this is probably not just fodder right now. It makes a whole ton of sense. And if there's anybody who can do it, it feels like it's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is a four-year coach, in my estimation. And it's why college has actually been a good place for him to go because after four years, you're gone. You know, the players can put up with you uh, for a certain amount of time, and Harbaugh's one of those guys where eventually, 
you know, guys are going to want to get away from him. Be a part of Greeny Nation right now on a Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football bowl season is wrapping up. Fans are hyped up. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And fitting with Harbaugh coming off of the loss in the Orange Bowl to Georgia. And, you know, take a listen to Albert Breer last night. Because if you're Jim Harbaugh, this may be one of your last opportunities. Breer, of course, in the Monday morning quarterback, was on with Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Here's what he had to say. And I think if you're Jim Harbaugh, part of this too, part of your equation has to be there wasn't a lot of interest in me the last couple of years at the NFL level, right? And so what happens if we're back to four or five losses next year in Michigan? Does my, does my stock level back off? And then I'm approaching 60 years old. And how many more shots am I going to have at getting back to the league? Because I do think to some degree, like losing in the Super Bowl to his brother, I, I think that's another thing Like that's out there for him, is chasing a Super Bowl championship. I, I'm sure it's chasing a championship. I'm sure it's the idea of going back to three and four losses next year and being right back to hearing about it. And he may get a better contract because right now it's not exactly Harbaugh friendly at Michigan. They could move on from him relatively easily. But having said all of that, if you're Jim and there's a chance to go to a situation where you could win in relative short order, it would be perfect because if he goes back to the league, he's not somebody that's going to be there for 10 years in one spot. And for me, if you got a quarterback in a place like Denver, if they're going to make a coaching change and it feels like they might, that could be a great spot for Harbaugh because that's a team with a defense that could win right now. And if you added, let's just throw Russell Wilson mm-hmm. into the mix there, all of a sudden that's a chance for him to win in relative short order. I mean, he did it with the 49ers. He's 44-19-1 in four seasons, and he took San Francisco to a Super Bowl in his second year. And that was a franchise that didn't have a winning season in eight years. So if you're looking for someone who can kind of inject that immediate success, he's done it before. He has a track record. So I I think that that's why it's so realistic and believable that he could be that guy. But isn't it crazy how much, I guess, time affects things and how much difference a year can make? Because think of where he was last year. At this mm-hmm. time, his base salary at Michigan gets dropped to $4 million because he had been paid over $8 million in 2020. He gets cut in half, and then he goes with this clear you know, clear shot for him to try to prove himself and does all that he does this year. Yes, Michigan can let him out of their sight and, and let him go and do all that they want to and let him go to the NFL, but wouldn't you think they see the ceiling for where this could go? And they see if if he is their guy, they're going to offer him a long-term extension. Are they going to be competing with the NFL? Because I don't think that's a competable thing. for. I don't think that's winnable for them. I feel like that pull, if he gets that offer, he's going. I, I, I would, too. If I were him, I would, too. And we were talking off the air earlier. Look at why. Yeah. Look at what just happened. I mean, from a talent perspective – As far as Big Ten schools go, Michigan's up there. I don't think they're nearly as talented as Ohio State is, but they happened to beat them this year. They weren't competitive in that game against Georgia. They just weren't competitive. Can Harbaugh draw up a plan right now, an actual route to a national championship at Michigan? 
That's what he has to ask himself. And for me, I, I think the answer is probably no. I don't think it could be any <laughs> I don't coach, see it's though. There. And, and that's the problem. And if you're Michigan, you're like, okay, he wants, you know, he's in line for a long term extension here. We're going to have to pay him a lot of money. Could we go cheaper and start over? And know and that deal we're with probably less of a be, headache, frankly, and, and, at times. And be getting the exact the same result. <laughs> no, and they're going to. I mean, he wasn't the. He wasn't uh, a model uh, for you know calmness in the NFL either. Nope. I mean, think about when he was playing with the Bears and all the fights that he got in with Mike Ditka. I mean, well documented. And yes, there's a lot of baggage in, in terms, of, you know, relatively speaking, in the craziness that comes with someone like Jim Harbaugh because coaches are crazy to begin with, and he fits the bill there. If you're Michigan and don't want to put up with that, or just you know all that comes with it, because you're like you said they lose a couple games next year you're back to man why do we have Jim Harbaugh here was last year just an outlier and potentially you're answering yes to that question so can you get by by either promoting from within I mean he has a really young staff at Michigan that's what he did he injected that staff full of youth and it worked is there anybody that you can promote from within that would be a less expensive option you'd be able to have around long term and then let Jim Harbaugh move on because financially you're probably looking at a much more lucrative contract for him and having to shell all that out based on what he did this season, even if your gut tells you, if you're Michigan's administration and boosters and whatever, whoever's paying his contract, that you probably hit your ceiling and that this is probably as far as you're going to go. So what makes sense for Harbaugh besides Denver as we talk about it? There are a few places, but there are a couple of places that make absolutely no sense, and that's on both sides where he cannot become the head coach. We're going to get into that in moments. It's been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today. What NFL team should not touch him with a 10-foot pole? We will tell you in moments. Right here, it's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. There are probably let's say conservatively six to seven head coaching jobs that are going to open up. And you tell me if you disagree with this list at all. Okay. okay. We're looking at probably the Broncos, the okay. bears, 
Uh, Raiders already are obviously already open, although maybe they, um, you know, stay put with uh, their interim coach. Maybe the uh, the Jaguars are open. Vikings, um, Seahawks, Panthers are. That's where we start to get into a little gray area. Giants yeah. on the back end of it. Am I missing any? No, I think that's it. And we always project more of these than would happen. I would have thrown in the Houston Texans about a week ago, mm-hmm. but it kind of feels like they're in a position right now to stay put with David Cully because do you really want to be starting over when you are already in a rebuild? Unless the only one I could the only way I could see that happening as if they were to move on from David Culley, as if Josh McDaniels, who was very close with Nick Casario, the GM who of the Houston Texans, like if he if he wanted to come down there right now and not stay put and try to take over in New England in a year or two or whenever Bill Belichick retires, that's the only way I could see that one opening. More realistically, we'll probably have four to five of these than seven, eight, or nine, because that always happens. We always throw out a bigger number, cast a wider net, and it always ends up being head scratching why some teams hang on to their head coach but obviously finances are involved in that but that's a pretty solid list you've got there it feels like there's a lot more openings this year than there was in 2020 do you think it's likely that the Raiders keep Rich Bisaccia um they, I mean they won three straight games right like yeah. how can you get why get off a winning horse I mean if they want to uh I guess I guess they could but I still think that with a new stadium, Derek Carr, where he's at at this point of his career, you've got to probably think towards we're going to be still in win-now mode and get a new head coach and get somebody who can take him and help him get to a Super Bowl. Okay. For me, there are two places, if both of these jobs are open, that you definitively cannot hire Jim Harbaugh with a possible third. You cannot hire Jim Harbaugh to coach the Raiders, and I don't think you can hire him to coach the Giants. I think it would be a mess if they brought him to New York in a, in a, in a situation where the organization has to be completely rebuilt, torn down and rebuilt. Harbaugh, given the fact that we just talked about, is somebody with a limited shelf life in a spot needs to go somewhere where they have a chance to win in relative short order. The Raiders don't feel like a a situation where, I'm not saying they're five years off, but they don't know what they're doing with Derek Carr. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be in the future. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to end up there. I don't think Russell Wilson is going to end up there. So I, I think for the Raiders to do that, it would be a mistake. He coached there. That's, like, why his name's thrown around. I know that the report from Bruce Feldman the other day of The Athletic put the Raiders into the mix. I think the Bears were also there. It makes sense because those are, you know, we all like to connect the dots when we do these coaching searches. He played for the Bears. He started out his career as a quarterback's coach for the Raiders when they were back in Oakland in 2003. Um, And he's got a relationship with the owner, Mark Davis. But I'm with you in the sense that I feel like he has to go to a place – where he can either bring in his quarterback or bring in, like, that they're already doing a clean slate approach, much like Denver would be doing because they need a quarterback, or he has to have somebody who's at the beginning of his career, like a Trevor Lawrence. I'm not suggesting that they're going to go back to the college well down in Jacksonville and go get somebody like Jim Harbaugh, but that's what would make sense to me, where he can either, you know, that's why Chicago would make sense. Justin Fields is going to be in his second year. He's still very young. Jim Harbaugh can go in and help guide him to getting this organization, this entire franchise back on track. 
I don't think it would work in a place like Las Vegas right now for all the reasons that you said. They, they don't have a clear direction of what they want to do. They're still in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. You start losing a couple games, four or five losses next year at the NFL level, and we're already talking about, hey, this was probably a mistake to bring Jim Harbaugh in because you want to bring him to a place where he's more in line with a good roster, with a front office that's not a mess, to to be in a situation where he can get you know win quickly, which is obviously very very difficult. But he did do it in San Francisco in the sec- that second year, bringing that team to a Super Bowl. He did, and that's where you could justify it if you were Shad Khan and the Jaguars. Is that this is somebody that is all right? He's coming from yep. college, but he obviously has the pedigree before that and understands what the league is all about. However, I would not do that if no. I were the Jaguars. And, and there's multiple other reasons why. If Trent yeah. Baalke is your GM, somebody that Jim Harbaugh knows intimately <laughs> from his time in San Francisco, poor decision. Poor, yep. poor, poor decision. You're not going to like – you're already pouring gasoline on it before there's even a fire. So that's, that's like the overarching reason. <laughs> do not reunite those two. That will not end well for anyone. And I heard the single greatest phrase I've heard in at least six months – during the break in relation to Trent Baalke. Apparently, Jaguars fans this week are planning a, quote, clown out in Jacksonville to protest the fact that Trent Baalke is still in charge. So they're going to come dressed as clowns to the game. Now, I find That'll clowns, I, I find them personally creepy. Uh, that's just me. I but love them. Just, you love clowns? You're a big clown. Person. I, I grew up in Chicago. I got You're to not go a big to, clown. I got to go You're to, a big clown person. I got yeah. to see Bozo. Okay. That was fun. Well, I got no problem with Bozo, but, you know, this is, this is you know, not 1978 either. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, but clowns to me, I don't know. They've just gotten creepier as time goes along. That aside, I look at this whole situation for Harbaugh. I got a chance to go to the Broncos. I got a chance to go to the Bears. I got a chance, I mean, uh, probably not Seattle, probably not Carolina. But, like, if I go to one of those two places, I think I have a chance to be really successful in a relatively short period of time. It'd be hard to justify that with Chicago, in spite of the quarterback being there, because they have no draft capital. They're in a really tough situation with having – they're going to have to offload some really expensive veteran pieces of their defense. Like, that defense's window to win is done. That's closed last year, but they tried to force it to keep it open this year. It's not going to work. So I think he ends up in more of a rebuilding situation there that's going to take a lot longer, and I don't know how patient that that franchise and that organization is going to be. Think about it. Matt Nagy was a four-year coach, too. Mm -hmm. That's what you said about uh, Jim Harbaugh, that you picture him being in a place for four years. Does he even make it four years in Chicago? I don't know. They just they do not have the finances and they don't have the draft capital to rebuild that team in a quick enough fashion where he could be in a situation to win relatively quickly if they were willing to give him time, which I don't even know if he wants. He seems like he gets places and he gets impatient in spite of him being in Michigan for seven seasons. That's a cushy job. And he had to take a pay cut to stay there. So yeah. I don't know. I mean – if they were willing to give him a longer-term contract in a place like Chicago to see, hey, does Aaron Rodgers leave the division? Do the Minnesota Vikings start their own rebuild if they move on from Kirk Cousins? And I don't really think you're that worried about what the Lions are going to do. Then maybe. But it just feels like in terms of right now, that's probably not probably not going to be a place where he lasts all that long. Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. 
And want to remind you that for the ones who get it done, Granger is always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, 24-7 support, free access to product specialists and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. So... The coaching carousel is going to be open, but so is the quarterback carousel, and that's going to be even wider Mm -hmm. for next year. We could be looking at, what, 10 to 11 teams that are looking to shift and move on from their quarterback situation. We... You can throw out the obvious ones right away. If Aaron Rodgers is going to leave Green Bay, uh, Russell Wilson's going to leave Seattle, uh, Roethlisberger out in uh, Pittsburgh, then you've got the Browns, the Broncos, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Eagles, uh, the Texans. I don't know that the Eagles are going to move on from Jalen Hurts right now because he's starting to show that he can truly play. It's just they have had their eyes on Deshaun Watson for quite some time, uh, depending on how that plays out. Courtney, let's play a little version of a quarterback carousel here, and you tell me, and I'll tell you who ends up the quarterback, where, and why. All right? We're going to start with the Packers. Jordan Love's going to be the quarterback next year. I, no, no matter what the love fest is between... Aaron Rodgers and the Packers fans right now, we need to acknowledge that it's the fans. I don't think that anything has miraculously gotten fixed this year that would not uh, want him to go somewhere else, and I think he wants to go somewhere else. I would agree. I'm looking at this list right now, and I realize that I can't double up any answers because... We're trying to find a, you know, the carousel's got to spin. We've got, whenever the music stops, everybody's got to be in a chair. I will say, barring Aaron Rodgers getting COVID before the NFC Championship game and being out for that game, or making it to the Super Bowl and getting COVID and not being able to play in that game, I think he stays in Green Bay next year. It's too perfect. Like, they're going to lock up Devontae Adams on a long-term deal. They're going to keep his top weapon. I watched that back shoulder fade. And how successful that was last Sunday when they played the Vikings and absolutely destroyed them. There is no better quarterback-receiver combination in the NFL. I do not know why you would leave. Everything is set up for him there. They've bent over backwards for this guy, and they're going to continue to do so. Give him a long-term extension. Give him what he feels like he's due financially. See where the market's at. Make Aaron Rodgers the highest-paid guy at his position. I think he ends up staying in the, with the Packers, even if he has his existential crisis within himself about wanting to test out other places and see what really, you know, what life is all about elsewhere. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he ends up staying in Green Bay. Okay. The Seattle Seahawks. I think Russell Wilson's gone, and I think the Seahawks are going to be in complete rebuild mode. I could absolutely see them taking one of the two or three guys uh, if they trade Wilson, they're going to get a first-round pick back from this year at the very least, plus. So I think even the fact that they don't have a pick right now because of the Jamal Adams trade, they're going to get one back. I think you could be looking at a Kenny Pickett or a Matt Corral as the quarterback in Seattle next year. It feels like they're going to move on from Wilson in spite of what Pete Carroll said. And I understand what he has to say that and that it's outside conjecture that doesn't make any sense and it's not true well it is true because his agent leaked 
Russell Wilson's agent, that is, leaked three destinations last year about where he'd like to end up. It's probably a year too late. Like, he probably should have done this going into the 2021 season. But in my opinion, he's all but gone from Seattle. If they traded him to a place like New York, because I believe, weren't the Giants on that list? They are on that list. Seattle, New York, and then Denver. Yeah, and there was one more team on that list, too. I want to say maybe it was the Raiders, but I need to double check. If he ended up there... You send Daniel Jones probably back in a package deal along with, you know, some high draft picks to Seattle. So it's probably in one of those places, the veteran quarterback that's already there and a first round pick. And you get to figure out what you do with that. If you want to go use that on a, on a quarterback in this draft class, you don't have to draft very high. I mean, it's not a very deep quarterback class. You can be mid first round. And still get a quarterback, but I don't. I do not think it will be Russell Wilson there either. It was the Saints. The Saints were the Saints, third team with the Broncos and with the uh, Giants that he would reportedly accept a trade to. Now, having said that, as far as the Giants, I don't see that. I don't think they're going to trade for Russell Wilson because are the Giants actually in a position where next year they're going to win? No. No. Probably not. Absolutely I, I, they're not. still a couple years away, but we've when you go one foot in, one foot out, that delays the process of being able to put yourself in contention. So right. if right. your head coach is still there that you apparently gave a vote of confidence to, uh, I think that delays it even longer. I think that coach might have torched himself this past week with the 11-minute diatribe. I mean, when is the last time a head coach went on a, a you know, a speech like that that's longer than the Gettysburg Address. It's longer than, you know, Taylor's new version of All Too Well, for Pete's sake. You you sit there and watch that the other day, and you're just absolutely blown away. I, I think Joe Judge might have done himself in with that. But that aside, the Giants quarterback next year is still going to be Daniel Jones. And I don't expect that to change because they're not going to move on from all three. I mean, they they can't stand the fact that they have become not just the dumpster fire, but the team that could potentially ch- change coaches every couple of years and has recently. That can't be the reason, though, to keep Joe Judge. I, I think it will be the reason that they exhaust every option here with Daniel Jones to give him a chance, especially since he hasn't been healthy. But isn't that also a big reason not to... Let him continue to be the guy. I mean, they're also broke. Like, let's let's call Spain. Yeah, their Spain. Cap they're is terrible a mess. cap. They're terrible with their cap management. So it's not like they can afford to be taking on what Russell Wilson would be owed at the end of his contract with Seattle, and then give the big extension, what have you. I mean, they can, as it stands right now, they can probably barely afford to sign all of their picks from the 2022 class. Which, you know, you know that they're not picking up Daniel Jones's fifth year option. You know that. It's relatively less expensive to pay him $10 million a year, front load the contract with some guarantees, and give yourself a window to prove, hey, this could be our guy in a year or two because he has dealt with so many injuries. I I do, deep down, find it hard to believe that they will move on from him. But gosh, if Russell Wilson was available and if they were willing to work it out with you and they've got two first-round picks, I feel like they could probably pull that one off. Uh, I, I get it. I just, I don't know that I would do it because I don't know what else I have enough, uh, if I have enough around him to continue to just try to make it happen, you know? Mm-hmm. I look at it and I think it's a teardown. And if it's a teardown, I don't want to 
spend all of that capital on Russell Wilson because I don't think they go and win right away. Cleveland Browns. Courtney, I think I, it's I've, seen a, I've seen a lot of this the last couple of days. It is Baker to me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I don't – because you have to judge – what you would do in keeping him versus who your other options are. Exactly. Who are your other options in Cleveland? Is it Case Keenum? No offense, Case Keenum. I mean, I watched him do what he did in Minnesota in 2017. But that's a team that has a lot of pieces, and they've got a lot of extensions in line for them this offseason. Baker Mayfield is probably not going to be getting that long-term extension, but use the franchise tag. It's your friend for situations like this. Look, I don't even think it's the franchise tag. The fifth-year option next year, what's wrong with letting a guy play out the contract? Like, why? If Baker, and he sounded annoyed to me after the game the other night that he's played this season hurt and feels like he deserves a lot more credit from the organization and the fans for that. But what Baker doesn't understand is nobody cares. If you're on the field, they expect you to produce, and he hasn't been producing. But... He was the number one overall pick, and more to your point, there's not a better option. You may as well let Baker be the guy at $19 million next year and then figure it out. You're right. The franchise tag's there if you want. You want a short-term, or even if you feel like he's the long-term guy after next year, great. But there's no point right now in moving on from him when there is nobody who's going to Cleveland, including Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, who are going to make them... Um, Super Bowl contenders right away because those two guys aren't going yeah. to Cleveland. And, and to your point about like why do we always feel like it's a bad deal when you let people play out the final year of their contract? Whatever happened to proving it? Like yeah. you end up in a worse spot by giving people extensions too early when they haven't earned them and then you end up firing them or getting rid of them and paying out the rest of the money that you owed them because you were too impatient. Like our, our football men Coaches, GMs, players, are they so insecure where it's like, oh, God, I don't have security. I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't have a long-term deal or I don't have one or two more years. I can't play and prove it. What? Like, I've never understood that argument. That's because the argument makes absolutely no sense. You're throwing money out the window. It's stupid. In a league that they constantly refer to as a prove-it league. (laughs) It's absolutely absurd. All right, we will get to more of these a little bit later on because there are so many teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Like, even though I find them creepy, I now I want to see the clown out in Jacksonville to see what that looks like. I hope people actually show up and it's not just like a select few people because that would look really cool on TV if you have like the whole lower bowl of just clowns and red hair and face paint and creepy outfits. Like, don't just have it be like three people. See, like, that, if, you, if you're going to do a clown out, do damn it, it right. do it well. Yes. Like, don't mail in the clown out. Absolutely not. No. Like, don't start out the, the, the new year on a wrong note. Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville, you're better than that, aren't you? If you're going to do it, you may as well just go full bore into it. And I don't know if they're going to lean into it or not. Plus, is it going to be hot? That clown makeup could be drippy. I mean, that could be a whole mess. I Listen, sweaty clowns, that's even worse than regular clowns. I don't know. I, would I do it? I, I don't know that I would, Courtney. I don't think I would, put, I would go all the way in on that one. The face paint element for me, like these masks that we wear, like, you know, already cause breakouts and things. I think the clown paint would be a little bit much for my skin right now. So that's why I'm going to politely decline the clown out. But I hope everybody else indulges in that and and proves us proves us right for talking about it. and makes us proud, honestly. I have combination skin. I don't know how that would be for clown makeup. I don't know. Any thoughts? I don't know what that would be. A combination oily dry. That's, yes. that's what I have too. I think most of America and most of humanity has the has that too. So, um, you know, there's there's workarounds for that, but we'd probably have to take the clown makeup off right away just to prevent further breakouts. All right, let's talk T zones later on. It's Chris Carlin, Courtney Cronin for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Speaking of which, there is the Antonio Brown situation, and just allow me to get onto my soapbox for a minute. Because I have watched what's transpired over the last few days, and it's even more maddening than actually what happened on Sunday. There have been so many people that have stepped forward and say, hang on here. We need to be compassionate toward Antonio Brown. We need to lift this guy up and and really support him because we don't know what he's going through. There there are very real mental health issues going on there. Courtney, as somebody that's dealt with mental health issues before personally and with family members, it's insulting to me to allow somebody's behavior to be excused by mental health. Like, You look at the history of Antonio Brown, the domestic incidents, things that have happened, and so we're just going to write everything off, all the the garbage that he is, uh, you know, garbage incidents that he has done, and, and just say, well, you know, this guy's got mental problems, and we really need to be empathetic toward that. Yeah, I get that. But don't ever think for one second that mental health incidents like this and mental health issues actually excuse terrible behavior from people for for the people that believe that's true that's insulting to people that really do deal with mental health issues because it's all part of it you have to 
You have to own that. You have to own who you are when you are fighting to get better. To the people who want to claim that mental health made him take off his jersey, strip down and be shirtless and do jumping jacks in the end zone on the way out, I question, do you know what narcissism is? Because so many of these incidences, and I, and I don't deny that he has mental health problems. I think he does. But a lot of these incidences are straight-up narcissistic behavior. Like, think about all of the things that happen. And Field Yates, um, who, who's one of our fantasy football experts here at ESPN.com, if you go back to his on his Twitter, he tweeted out, like, a litany of things that have happened since 2018 when he was still with the Steelers and, you know, led to, to you know, his, his demise. And think about all of the things that he, you know, that are well-documented. He got upset about not winning the team MVP award in Pittsburgh, threw a tantrum about it. Why did his tenure with the Raiders go south so quickly? He was upset about his helmet and that they weren't going to make an exception for him to wear the helmet that he wanted to during training camp. He then threw phallic-shaped gummy bears at the mother of his child and police officers in Florida because he claimed that she stole his car and then decided to film it on Instagram Live. That's The mental health argument does not stand up. It doesn't hold a candle to any of this stuff. This is what a narcissist does. And that's not excusable. Like, I do wonder if, you know, with Tom Brady coming out and say, have compa- compassion for him, and, and, and Bruce Arians saying, you know, I still care about the guy, but they effectively did what they had to do. I think it's a lot of, like, you know, cover your behind because you vouch for this person to come in here and that this is a convenient way to be like, look, look, mental health, like, come on, like, he's dealing with stuff. Like, it's because you don't want criticism. It's because you don't want to be the person who, yeah, I vouch for this person, I deserve blame. They want to be absolved of the blame of bringing this person in, and I just don't think that's acceptable. This is Bruce Arians two weeks ago, okay, and this is to Peter King. And remember the whole one one mistake and he's out bit? And this is after he had the big game. And Arian said, when you and I, and Peter, talked last year, we were talking about an old experience with Antonio. When he came back to us, he was a model citizen. There was a new history. I really loved the way he tried to fit in, worked his way in, gave us everything he had to go to the Super Bowl. And my whole attitude on him changed. I saw him trying to be a better human being. Look. You can't say that, and then two weeks later, he's no longer a buck without looking like you you completely got played. He was a model citizen because at the time he was getting what he wanted. Remember, he was coming off suspension, and, he, and apparently he didn't feel supported by the team during that. The whole dynamic changed when he got back. He threw a temper tantrum. That is what it is. Do not use the guise of mental health to excuse what he did. He was a child disguised as an adult and threw a tantrum. Bruce Arians deserves so much more heat here. And it's just absolutely absurd to me that he has not caught any of that heat and it's just been allowed to be cut loose. It's it's absurd. Absolutely ridiculous. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.